When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Play the drop. Watson looking for it himself, and he's got it. Touchdown, Browns. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. How about the Cleveland Browns getting the job done last week against the Cincinnati Bengals, making Joe Burrow look like, I don't know, like me? I think I got throw for 82 yards in an NFL game. Nick Burrow. That's <laughs> good. He's all. He's got me beat in like every possible way. <laughs> Bank account, looks, like athletic yeah. ability. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I, I think I had a better Sunday than he did. So I think I've got that going in my favor. Terrible Sunday at the office for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Since he will look to bounce back this week at home against the Baltimore Ravens. Deshaun Watson and the Browns traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers on Monday night football. Joining us right now to talk about the games coming up in the AFC North and all things week number two in the National Football League is our good friend, Odyssey Sports NFL Insider, the great Brian Baldinger. You can catch Baldy on the Odyssey Original Podcast in the huddle. Also joined by Jason Lockenfour and Carl Dukes. Put them up where they cover the entire National Football League. I'll be back on in the huddle this season. Uh, I'm taping a segment tomorrow morning with Baldy and uh, and Carl Dukes. Very much looking forward to that. Baldy on Twitter, at Baldy NFL. Baldy, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week two, good sir. Yeah, it is, Nick. Uh, Ken, good to be with you guys. Uh, it comes quick now. Um, you know, we got Thursday night football with the, in Philadelphia tomorrow, so it's a quick turnaround. So I'm, I'm all set. I'm just here in the film room uh, trying to basically absorb everything I possibly can from week one. Well, let's start with that that Bengals game, Baldy, and kind of maybe what you saw from them against the Browns. You know, Burrow, obviously, the, the narrative is like signs this massive contract, going to be the, the richest athlete in sports history, uh, and then has one of the worst games of his entire career and Cleveland wins by multiple touchdowns. The Bengals come off that game. And they're a three and a half point home favorite against division rival Baltimore. It's kind of an interesting setup. What, what did you see against the Browns from Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Just, just a bad day at the office or, or maybe something to be concerned about here going into this game against the Ravens? Well, the contract doesn't matter. I mean, which all that matters is what happens between the lines. I mean, look, Jim Schwartz is the new defensive coordinator of Cleveland. Um, he's got a vicious front four with Miles Garrett and Zadarius uh, Smith and, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson and, you know, Okoronkwo, he's got just vicious pass rushers. So they whipped Cincinnati up front. But then they married that with great coverage from Martin Emerson, from Denzel Ward, Greg Delpit, pick a guy, like tight, sticky coverage against an elite receiving core. And then you get Schwartzy with his what he did with Miles Garrett, which is he moved him around, he put him at linebacker, he let him uh, work the middle of uh, the offensive line. He had blitzes that I don't think Cincinnati is prepared for. 
So they got some free hitters at Joe. It got to the point where, honestly, Joe Burrow was throwing a football like he probably threw a basketball, two-handed chess passes in Athens, Ohio. That's how bad it got at times. He was just – he couldn't wait to get the ball out of his hands. And um, and that was just uh, – Cleveland, Cleveland won that game right at the line of scrimmage, and Schwartz was a big part of it. So the Bengals going to try to bounce back coming up on Sunday, obviously, against the Baltimore Ravens. Baldy, why don't we talk about the game coming up on Thursday night, tomorrow night, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles, six-and-a-half-point home favorites now against the Minnesota Vikings. Total here is 49. Now, the Eagles were more than a touchdown favorite, Baldy. Minnesota's been getting bet pretty consistently. I think as this Eagles injury report has kind of materialized. We know now, officially, no Kenneth Gainwell. We know now, no James Bradbury, and we already knew Nicobe Dean was out as well. Now, no Garrett Bradbury from Minnesota could could be a problem against Jalen Carter and that Eagles defensive front. What do you think we see here? The Eagles now favored by less than a touchdown on Thursday night against Minnesota. Well, none of those guys that you mentioned from the Eagles matter in this game. None of them. But Bradbury's missing at center is big because Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox look good. They look really good. Um, Kirk Cousins is going to get flattened in this game. Like he just is. Like, But he's used to that. That can happen uh, to quarterback play. It's, what's interesting to me about this game is Brian Flores is the new defensive coordinator. And, you know, what he did to Tampa, I just didn't think he would do. Like, he went zero blitzes all day. But usually you do that on third down. That's what we did in Miami two years ago when they made a big comeback after, you know, being one and seven to start. And they got back in it by basically zero blitzing teams and teams couldn't handle it. I got to see how Philadelphia handles this. Because it's not a guarantee. Tampa didn't do very well against it. Baker threw a couple passes. But basically, that's what the Eagles have to handle. They didn't handle New England's defense and what they did last week well at all. They couldn't get a deep shot down the field once the whole day. They didn't run the ball well against the Patriots. So I kind of want to see what they do on that side of the ball. And then, you know, Minnesota's defense, just that's what they rely on right now. They've got to, they've got to create pressure or the illusion of pressure. Because they're not just they're just not very good um, across the board right now, and so that's what Brian Flores is doing. And we'll see how the Eagles handle it. But like the, the Vikings have come to Philadelphia now ever since that NFC Championship game in 2017, and they just get wiped up. And Kirk Cousins just struggles, and I don't think it's going to be any different. Baldy, another really, really interesting game. It's kind of funny that like, we asked you about a few games before this one because it, it was such a hot topic on Tuesday. The New York Jets and obviously what they're going to do without Aaron Rodgers. Robert Sala says Zach Wilson's going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. And in Zach Wilson's kind of first start this season, obviously played almost the entire game against Buffalo, but like short week, quick turnaround, have to travel to Dallas to play. Like, honestly, a team that just had one of the most amazing defensive performances, maybe in NFL history. The weather was bad. Sacked Daniel Jones a million times. Jets at Cowboys. Now, it probably won't surprise you, Baldy, to learn with Zach Wilson now starting instead of Aaron Rodgers. The Cowboys are very big favorites in this game, about nine and a half points. So, you want to bet Dallas, you have to believe that basically they're going to do what they did to the Giants, right? Impose their will on them, especially defensively. Do you think the Jets have the chance to keep this game close with Zach Wilson at quarterback? What are your expectations for him, for the Jets, in that game against Dallas on Sunday? Well, when I watched the Jets' offense, I honestly thought the Cowboys are going to shut out both New York teams. Like, they shut out the Giants 40 to nothing. They could probably shut out the Jets 40 to nothing. They're just that much better and that much faster. It's going to be a problem for Zach and for the Jets' offense. Now, the Jets' defense, they forced four takeaways. So, that's how they – I mean, they got to do that. And that was their goal this year was to get more takeaways. And they got four. And that was the difference in the game. They got a punt return for a touchdown. 
But I don't see the Jets um, just sustaining offense against this Cowboys defense. They'll have no answer for Michael Parsons, um, none. So he's going to wreak havoc. And Zach just doesn't react well to pressure. Like he's got to, you know, he looks like he plays the game like he just had his eighth Red Bull. Like he just has to calm down. He's got to stay in there, make some, they got to be able to run the ball against the Cowboys. I guess if Brees can go for, you know, 110 yards in his first two carries, that will help like he did the other night, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the Cowboys' defense is vicious. They're so fast. Um, gosh, they're fast. And they just make it difficult to move the ball. And I think the Jets are going to have a hard time. I think I don't think the nine-and-a-half-point favor, unless, unless the Jets' defense just does what they did the other night and create four turnovers, I don't know if that point spread is enough. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday talking week two in the National Football League with Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. Uh, Ken and I talked about this all offseason. There were actually people at the price that were betting Justin Fields to be NFL MVP. <laughs> now we approach week number two and the Bears <laughs> dogs on the road at Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers. Baldinger, we talked about this on Monday. I, I Are the Bears going to have the number one pick in the draft coming up again this year? We'll see, we'll see what Arizona has to say about that, obviously. But Tampa's I think this number's down to two and a half across the board now. Bucks minus two and a half. So Tampa favored by less than a field goal at home against the Chicago Bears. Can Chicago get off the schneid here, or is this really going to be like another one of those seasons for the Bears? I'll tell you what, Nick. If the Tampa Bay Bucks play defense like they did against the Vikings, I don't know if the Bears are going to score. Like this, that defense hit every single thing that moved. I know Justin Jefferson had a couple of catches, but they couldn't score. Like they smacked the Vikings around like nobody's business. Uh, Devin White, Levante David, uh, Vita Bear, pick a guy. And then their blitzes got home. Like Chicago, if they played like they did against Green Bay, I, they'll look like they're ready for the number one pick. Like they played horrible on offense. And defensively, I don't know what they were doing against Jordan Love, Nick. Like they, they're playing these zones, and they're not taking like, okay, keep everything in front of you, I get kind of it. But, like, they didn't take anything away. They have no pass rush, and they didn't take anything away. And Jordan Love looked like it was a 7-on-7 Friday afternoon drill. The ball barely hit the ground. Like, Tampa's offense will struggle. Like, they're not very good. But, you know, Tampa's defense played lights out good. That, that was one of the most impressive performances in week one, period, what they did to the Vikings. So, Baldy, I know you mentioned it there. You know, maybe maybe part of the Packers' final scoreline against the Bears wasn't so much about the Packers being good. It was just about the Bears being being really, really bad. Curious, then, what you make of this Packers-Falcons game on Sunday. These are two teams that I think a lot of, of betters kind of liked before the year. Big upside, right? Atlanta with, like, their kind of improved roster. And maybe Ritter's okay, but the rest of the roster's so good. Packers, we don't know what Jordan Love is. Like, these were two teams that people were like, maybe these are kind of up-and-coming playoff teams in the NFC. And now they play each other, and they both won in Week 1. Uh, the Packers are very, very small road favorites. So basically just pick the winner of the game. I'll ask you to do the same thing. Pick the winner of the game, Packers and Falcons on Sunday. If I had to pick from May when the schedule came out until last Saturday, I would have taken the Atlanta Falcons 100%. But after watching Desmond Ritter play with no poise, no pocket presence, to watch Brian Burns and Derek Brown and Frankie Lulu just kick their butts all game long, like I, I got to go with Green Bay. Jordan Love impressed me. He, he, I, I thought he would play well, especially with young players, but he was very good. He was very, very good. Very poised. 
Green Bay, I think, is in good shape. Like, I, I don't know what Aaron Jones' status is. He pulled that hamstring on that, uh, you know, that touchdown catch and run. Um, that would be a huge loss if he can't play. Atlanta's got talent. I mean, Bijan is he scored the opening touchdown. I don't know. He made four people miss in order to get into the end zone, 11-yard little hip screen. That was pretty impressive. You, you just didn't get anything from Drake London, Kyle Pitts, because Desmond Ritter was just that bad. Um, Atlanta's defense, though, like, if you make a mistake, like, they've got playmakers on that side of the ball. This, I, I think the point spread is probably right, but I actually think Green Bay is a better football team right now. Um, and I wouldn't have said that a week ago, but I believe they're a better team than Atlanta. We'll have to just monitor the Packers injury report. No Christian Watson practicing on Wednesday. No Aaron Jones practicing on Wednesday. Obviously, still early in the week. Both of those guys couldn't end up playing on Sunday. I'm more injury news, Baldy. I'm affecting point spreads on Sunday. It looks like the Kansas City Chiefs will have both star tight end Travis Kelsey and star defensive lineman Chris Jones. Chris Jones back on the field when they visit the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Kansas City now more than a field goal favorite. Who, who would have thunk it? Actually, we, we said it would happen a week ago. Uh, Kansas City, a three-and-a-half point favorite on the road in Jacksonville. The total here is 51. I think it makes sense considering these two offenses. What do you like here with the Chiefs and the Jaguars? Can Jacksonville keep this game relatively close? Well, they did the playoff game, Nick. You know, back in January, they kept it close until there was interception, you know, in the third quarter. Um, I think they can keep it close. Uh, but I think Kansas City, like, they missed Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones so bad. Like, they couldn't complete a basic West Coast Y stick to a tight end against Detroit last Thursday. I mean, the most basic play in the whole offense. Travis Kelsey runs that play in his sleep. Patrick Mahomes completes that play in his sleep. It's a drive starter. It's going to get you six yards, but it's going to be second and four. They do it over and over and over again. And then Kelsey's route running is just second to none. And Last week, Mahomes tried to make some deep throws to his tight ends. They didn't, they didn't know how to run a route. They didn't know how to catch the ball. So they really struggled. But, but Chris, and they missed Chris Jones in the middle of the defensive front. They just did. Kansas City played well defensively, but with Chris Jones back, he just changes the game. And I don't know if Brandon Sheriff is going. He's the best offensive lineman in Jacksonville. He went out of the game last week. I don't know what his status is, Nick. I haven't checked. But if Brandon Sheriff isn't in there, that's right where Chris Jones lines up. It's a great matchup. I paced like, uh, you know, inflated StubHub ticket prices to go watch the sheriff and, and Chris Jones go at it. But if he's not in there, like, they don't look quite the same offensively uh, from a protection standpoint. But, man, Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, like, they're, they're game breakers for Jacksonville. Uh, Brandon Scherf uh, did not practice today, day to day, obviously, as Nick mentioned, with all the injuries, it's Wednesday. So like, Baldy, like nobody knows really whether he's going to go and obviously like a kind of a tantalizing matchup, especially for you. You want to pay inflated prices to watch line of scrimmage, Chris Jones, Brandon Scherf, uh, which obviously Baldy's a football guy, watches a ton of film. Why don't we close with Sunday night football, Baldy, in like 30 seconds here. Dolphins to a, like the most of impressive offensive performance of week one, almost for sure. Do you think they can do it again? Can they win in Foxborough about two and a half, three point favorites at New England? we got about 30 30 seconds left. Yeah, I think they can, uh, you know, but I, I don't think that, you know, one thing I know Bill Belichick is going to do, he's not going to let Tyreek Hill just did what he did to the Chargers. It was embarrassing what the Chargers did. Like they literally never double teamed them once the whole day. It, it just, it made you just scratch your head all the way to the game winner. Um, New England is going to keep this game close because they're going to play it close. And they, they, they have it just the way like they did with the Eagles last week to just play these play ugly. And I think that's what they'll do. It'll, they'll ugly it up. 
It'll probably come down to the final possession. But I know that Tyreek Hill isn't running free through these, uh, you know, through the freeways like he did last week. And this is not going to be those kind of 20-yard after 20-yard after 20-yard completion like he had a week ago. So I think that gets shut down. Um, but the Dolphins just have too much speed for this, this Patriots defense. I think Ken and I tend to agree. We both like the Dolphins in the game. Also, can we like get Brandon Staley like a brain transplant? I think that would be awesome. Uh, Baldy's the best. I said that, not Baldy. At Baldy NFL on Twitter, check out In the Huddle, Baldy's original podcast. I'll be on it coming up on Thursday. Baldy, good luck. Enjoy week number two. We'll talk to you soon. You got it, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Enjoy it. On the other side, Lochmas. Santa Lockie tells you how to bet the college football playoff. <laughs> 